Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. If you're joining us in the bonus hour, keep in mind um, we are covering this breaking news at 3 o'clock in the afternoon today. Uh, where some schools have been placed on lockdown in Gladstone after what is being described as three middle school-aged boys uh, somehow got their hands on a gun and shots were fired. Mm. This is going on near the 6600 block of North Prospect Avenue. Officers have apprehended all of the parties involved. Shots again were fired, but at this time it is not believed the shots hit anyone and area schools were uh, placed on a brief lockdown. I replied back to Gladstone police and said, help us understand where this is happening exactly. Uh, And they sent back a a map. And you know how I am with maps. Right. Uh, It says the red arrow below is pointing to the North Kansas City School District's early education center and tech center right across the street from where this occurred. Antioch Middle School is not too far. It's about two blocks to the west. school was in session at the time. And the schools were placed on lock and teach. So I read that. Um, I'm not super familiar with that area. But the shots were fired directly across the tech center and the early education center. Uh, Antioch Middle School is about two, three blocks to the west. Uh, Southwest. You know, but I I do think it's worth breaking down a little bit more, Scott, about what we saw in this historic um, jury decision yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. Because And this was in the New York Times overnight. I'm, I'm trying to pull up the article now where we're talking about it. But um, prosecutors now have a new tool in their toolkit when kids get a hold of a gun. And that tool is they're coming after you. Good. Good. Jennifer Crumbly was convicted yesterday four counts of involuntary manslaughter. I'm surprised they didn't get her on six other counts uh, because – and rightfully, people were injured and people, yeah, all right, of this stuff. Rightfully so, were focused on the four students who, who tragically lost their lives. However, five other students and a teacher were wounded in that shooting. So there was a total of 10 people that were hit by bullets. Uh, I would have charged her with six with counts of, of, of aggravated battery. All of it. Now, he's going away for the rest of his life. Good. He's already gotten life in prison. Mm-hmm. We're waiting on the dad's sentencing. But a mom's conviction offers... Or d- dad's trial. Uh, trial. Pardon me. <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> trial. Uh, headline of the New York Times reads as follows. A mom's conviction offers prosecutors a new tactic in mass shooting cases. The guilty verdict in Michigan against the mother of a school shooter will reverberate in prosecutors' offices around the country. But experts say that doesn't mean you should expect a flood of similar cases. 
Um, quoting here from Eve Primus, a law professor at the University of Michigan, I have heard many people say they think a guilty verdict in this case will open the floodgates to these kinds of prosecutions going forward. And to be honest, I'm not convinced yet that that is true. That's because prosecutors in the Michigan case had notably compelling evidence against the mother, including text messages and the accounts of meeting with school officials just hours before those shots were fired. Uh, Ethan Crumbly, by the way, was 15 at the time. Yeah, sentenced to life in prison. He was uh, tried as an adult. I, I, I disagree with that, and maybe it's wishful thinking on my part because I want prosecutors to go after the parents of these kids who commit yeah. these crimes because if, if your child gets their hand on a gun, Okay, and yeah. and uses it obviously in in these cases for bad reasons. Uh, it's because you didn't secure it. You didn't properly take care of your firearm, and somehow, some way, your child had access. So, other legal experts who have followed this case say the successful prosecution of Ms. Crumbly, forty-five years old, does provide a template for prosecutors around the country to pursue similar cases. Could more prosecutors file charges emboldened by this kind of ruling in the verdict, she asked? Sure. Do I think they will be successful around the country getting charges to stick if they don't have the requisite facts that can demonstrate a real knowledge? No. Hmm. You have to have the knowledge. But look at Sandy Hook. She had knowledge overflowing. Well, and, and, and that would have been a perfect case where, where the parent should have been charged, but he killed her first. There, there was no parent to charge. I, I think the parents of Dylan Cle, uh, Klebold and yeah. is it Klebold and Harris is Eric. that right? Yes. Um, I think they should have been charged. There, there is a responsibility that comes with parenting. There the, are other crimes for which a parent can be held liable. Negligence. Sure. Alcohol in the house. I mean, you have a party for your teenager, and there's alcohol in the house. If you provide it, you're charged. But in that case, you are breaking the law. And the jury ruled in this case she broke the law. But you, you understand what I'm saying? That's more of a direct breaking of the law. To me, if I hand a bottle of alcohol to my child and say, go nuts, invite 20 kids over, and I just yeah. want you to get liquored up, yeah. it's slightly different but in the same wheelhouse of them buying the gun, letting him go shoot it, knowing that he was off his rocker mm -hmm. and failing to secure let, it. Let me ask you this. Uh, what would, would there be charges if your kid said, hey, I've got about 15 of my friends coming over tonight. Uh, they're bringing alcohol. And mom and dad say, okay, we'll just go in the basement. Yeah, because we'd rather you do it safely at home than right. go out and drive. And, and then the kids start, kids start leaving the house around midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning They've been drinking in the basement with the parents' knowledge, even though the parents didn't provide it. Yep, you okay. would still be held liable. So, and you'd be sued, sued civilly out the wazoo right. as well. Be because you were negligent as a parent. You turned a blind eye to what you knew was wrong. Yep. Now, outside of the firearms and getting the firearms from the parents, lack of securing them, could there be a negligence aspect into the school shooting? Because in many of these cases, there are clear and obvious signs of mental distress in the child long before mm -hmm. those thoughts turn into something as horrific as a school shooting. And those thoughts take time to turn into action. I don't know. They th they had these thoughts on paper that day, Sam. Remember well, on the well, paper that day? That's why they were called in. The, the school was like, dude, 
he is drawing some scary, weird stuff with a gun and bullets and blood and, you know, and to the point that they said, we're not comfortable having leaving him alone. I heard a story on CNN, I think it was yesterday, where on 80% of the papers in his bag, mm-hmm. okay, so there, there, there were, in his bag, obviously, there was the gun. There was a journal yep. in which he had written troubling things, to say the least. But there were also homework assignments yep. that he had turned in, they were graded, and were given back to him, okay? They were in his bag. Yep. On 80% of his returned homework assignments was the drawing of a gun. I mean... Well, and that's where the well, argument of okay. negligence would we, come we've in. We've had kids sent home suspended for chewing a Pop-Tart in the shape of a gun. Making their hand into the shape of a gun. This kid is on 80% of his homework. I mean, he was crying out for help. And this, please do not misunderstand. I have no sympathy for this kid at all. But he was crying out for help. To the point that the counselor said, we're not comfortable leaving him alone. And then the parent said, we got to go back to work. Yeah, we got to go to work. Mortgage doesn't pay itself. Screw it if four kids get killed today. Now, I read yesterday, and help me here, that she faces up to 15 years in prison. Yeah. But people on the text line are saying, no, 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 no. It's 15 years per. I, I would not be surprised. The, the parents of those slaughtered children were in court yesterday. Mm-hmm. You would want 15 years per period. 913-586-7798, 586-7798. Get to your calls, your comments here in just a moment, here on Dana and Parks. Blip, blip. Blip, blip. Kind of like, ting. Blip, blip. Uh, Bob in Spring Hill. Bob, good afternoon. Hello. Oh, hey, guys. Long-time listener since the Don't Make Me Go Shannon days. Oh, wow. Welcome on in. You're an old-timer. Called in a long time uh, from time to time. But I I just wanted to uh, reach out to uh, parents of ADHD kids. Uh, my child grew up in the Spring Hill School District and is in his mid-20s now. And just making sure everyone understands that they still have their tantrum fits from time to time. And, uh, you know, it's okay to enjoy your guns, but you need to get them locked up. Mm-hmm. Bum Gardeners had a great sale over Thanksgiving. You know, they were down to uh, 400 bucks with a rebate. So, do what you can because they're going to go online. They're going to figure it out. And you just got to keep yourselves safe out there. Bob, thank you for the call because you, as a responsible gun owner, would never want to get that call that this has happened. Oh, God, no. Uh, one of the professors says the Crumbly case upended one of the most basic principles of criminal law that he teaches to his first-year students. Quote, you are not responsible for the actions of another. He says the trial, its implications for the law – and where the jury would land consumed conversations among fellow law professors in recent weeks. Quote, to be honest, we were all over the place. Some people thought yes, some people thought no. Intellectually, I thought it could go either way, he says. But I will admit, even though I say that, when I saw that she actually got a guilty verdict, the first word out of my mouth was, whoa. Go back uh, to what you just read. I think it was in the first or second sentence. 
Something about not being held yep. responsible for other the people's crumbly actions. crumbly case upends one of the most basic principles of criminal law that he teaches to his first-year students. You are not responsible for the actions of another. That is absolutely untrue, especially when you are talking about your children. Yeah, if you're talking about you and me... I'm not responsible for You're what you You're not responsible do. for what I do. Unless I somehow facilitate or, okay. or am an accomplice. The suicide case where the young girl yeah. basically coerced and goaded the suicidal teen boy mm -hmm. into finishing that act. Mm -hmm. And she was in prison for that, was she, she, she not? Was, she was convicted, and I, I do believe she went to prison. But I, I, would, I would remind you uh, that there are countless examples I could give where, especially if it involves your children or other people's children for that matter. But are you, aren't you thinking more civilly? You, you could be criminally charged for the actions of your child. Well, I mean, like think about theft. That's not going to happen. No, no, not necessarily, uh, unless you are in some way facilitating it or an accomplice. But back to our earlier example, if your 15-year-old son comes home and he's got a handle of vodka in his hand and he says, hey, my friends are coming over, and you say, all right, fine, then go into the basement, and you guys can all get hammered on your little vodka there. And then at midnight, two of his friends come upstairs wasted and say they're leaving, and you don't try to stop them. I mean, uh, bar owners or bartenders. Here, here's a, another example of when people are held to account for the crimes of someone else. Well, you have always, always argued against that. I, I have argued against that. Um, but if a but the law is the law, and if a bartender continues to serve someone that they know is intoxicated, and that person gets in their car and kills someone, there is a criminal liability on that bartender, right? I, I remember the case down. I believe it was in Florida where she was bar hopping, and someone was held responsible for that. Mm -hmm. and I remember thinking, God, how do you? She if ran she into a golf cart of bar, newlywed. Yeah, if she was going to bar right. to bar to That's bar right, to bar. Sam. Who, which bartender is responsible for that behavior? Here, here's another great example on the text line. Charles Manson never killed anyone. And yet he died in prison. Yeah. Because he coerced and convinced his cult followers to commit those murders. And so Charles Manson was never in those rooms. And he went to prison for the rest of his life. Thank God. Somebody on the text line, Crumbly does not deserve to be in prison, but he does have mental health issues. Yes, oh, okay. and they would have been the first people to know mm -hmm. that he had severe mental health issues. Well, and, and there were there were countless. If the uh, school knew it, the parents sure as sure. hell know it. Well, and, and there was testimony in her trial, if I'm not mistaken, where her son had come to her on more than one occasion and begged for help. Yeah, it's, that, that, and that part is is sad. And there was something in the trial that was uh, referred to as the poltergeist. That was the way that she tried to explain away his mental health issues, that they played a game called poltergeist. Obviously, the jury didn't buy it. But it would be when he would say things like, the plates are flying off the wall. Pictures are flying off the wall. And they asked her about that in the trial, and she said, oh, that was just a game we played called poltergeist. Okay, no. No. That's what she said. Uh, Carl in Lee Summit. Carl, good afternoon. Hello. How you doing? We're doing well. Thanks. I am outraged by this professor who seems to think that you can't be held accountable for the actions of someone else. At some point, 
in time, common sense is going to have to come into play. Think, I want you to think about this. As a kid, if I was to go out with my friends and we were playing and throwing rocks and I was to break a window, the neighbor wasn't going to come to me. He was going to go to my parent wanting to be reimbursed for the damage. Now, we're talking about throwing rocks there. In this situation, and many situations like it, we're talking about taking innocent lives. Mm -hmm. People are going to have to address this big elephant that is in the room all the time, whether it be Second Amendment rights or is somebody mentally competent, did they know what they were doing? To me, it doesn't matter whether he was mentally competent or not. The fact is the parents, in this case, actually purchased a weapon for him, but even if they hadn't, if it was just their personal weapon that they had in a closet, in a box, wherever, they didn't secure it. That's right. They didn't secure it in a way to where it couldn't be taken, and we end up with another child or several children dead. I'm glad that the woman was convicted on all four counts. I hope she gets 60 years. I hope her husband gets the same thing, and I hope this sets a precedent, because until we decide that we are going to establish stronger deterrence and we're going to stop all the legal arguments. It's right and wrong. That's what it comes down to. You have a child that takes a weapon from your house because you didn't secure it. You should be held accountable. And we have to start thinking that way. Otherwise, we're just going to keep repeating this story over and over and over. It needs to stop. And I hope this sets the precedent that we can go forward now and start to hold people accountable. Carl, do appreciate the call. Really good points you made. Uh, Debbie in Topeka is going to steal my next point, but Debbie, I'm going to let you have it. Go ahead. Yes, I was bringing up the infamous getaway driver Mm -hmm. of a robbery or some crime. They get charged with uh, the same crime that anybody in the bank that shoots the teller gets charged with. And so I think it, it supports your point that Peripheral players can be charged. Yeah, it, but, it, but that wait, 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 that is more direct involvement than it is indirect involvement. When right you and that. I and Sam go, hey, let's go rob a bank. Let's all go chief saholic and go rob a bank. We are all agreeing to be in that felonious behavior but, together in a way that I think <laughs> she was. She was very heavily indirectly involved. I don't know that you could say she was directly involved. But to to, to the caller's point, and if I could play the devil's advocate. Let's say you're you're going into the bank, okay? But Sam and I are with you in the car. We think you're going in the bank to steal money. I don't think you're going into the bank to kill someone. I signed up to drive you to the bank. It is an inherently dangerous risk. Yeah. Yeah. But unless you're DB Cooper, and then you just take a parachute and you fly out of the plane, and all the FBI needs to do is test the tie clip. And we'll know who it is. Nine one. She just she can't let DB Cooper. I can't. Go. She just can't. Test the damn tie clip, people. Squirrel. <laughs> what? What? What is the tie? I don't understand. There's DNA on it. The tie that was left on the plane seat. He left his necktie, Scott. Yeah. And, and what's that going to prove? That it's it was going to D. prove D. where Cooper? he worked. If there's some specific things on it, whether he owned a dog, whether Metal he had flaking, children, dog hair. Well, don't they know? Who D.B. Cooper was? The FBI has given up. Sleuths on the interwebs have decided they want the tie tested, and I agree. 913-586-7798. <laughs> Obsessed, party of one, your table is ready. 
586-7798 here on Dana and Parks. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right. Prairie Village, come on. I love that town. Everybody I loves Prairie Village. I love me some 66208. I love me some 66207. Yeah. Uh, you know what they don't love? Joy. Pickleball. Exercise. A park in Prairie Village is at the center of a pickleball controversy due to neighbors complaining about what they call a noisy game. Thwack. They might actually get rid of all six pick. No! That's where you play, isn't that's it? Where I, that's where I play! They might actually get rid of all six, uh, six pickleball courts at Windsor Park. Is that, You play at Windsor Park? Yes! That is one of three options on the table right now because neighbors say they cannot take the noise anymore. Pickleball is a loud sport as the goal is to hit a plastic ball with a plastic paddle. The thwack, thwack sound is constant. And it can get as loud as 70 decibels, the same level of noise as a vacuum cleaner. Neighbors started complaining last summer, shortly after Prairie Village Parks and Rec, converted the tennis courts to pickleball courts. (laughs) By the way, they've all done that. Well, here's the deal. Every single, well, I won't do this in a superlative. Every single park that I can think of in all of Prairie Village, where I lived for several years, is right smack dab in the middle of a neighborhood. So where, where I play... Um, under the water tower over by the police department, you can look across the street and see home, home, mm-hmm. home, home. And some of our games went to 9 o'clock. It was never later than 9. Know, know that everyone in those homes hates, hates you. you. Yeah, but 9 o'clock is not past curfew. It's That's not, not past the I quiet know, hours. But it, people say, and especially those homes are a little bit older, Not those aren't knockdowns, they're they're beautifully redone, but they're a little mm-hmm. bit older, mm-hmm. that I bet the... the, the um, not the insulation, but what are you calling it? Like, just the way those homes were built might not be a strong enough buffer from the homes that were built in 1979. Sure, they're older homes. Yeah, to yeah. shield you from some of that ambient noise outside. What do they do when somebody on the block mows the lawn? Well, Complain, I, come no, out waving not, a fist. I'm not going to knock on Prairie Village, because <laughs> if I lived right next to a pickleball court, I'd probably be like, oh, God, here we go. Somebody out there thinking they're John McEnroe again. Windsor Park went all in. They didn't just put the lines on the tennis courts as other parks have done. They got rid of the tennis courts entirely and repainted them as pickleball courts. You know why? Because no one is playing tennis anymore. The city council is looking into installing noise dampening curtains around (laughs) part of the court 
And they did do a noise study to find out which neighbors were affected the most. Guess how much a noise dampening curtain costs, please. Please. $23,000. the biggest PV thing I've ever in my entire life. Uh, so here we're are their p- drapes. Here mm, are. Yeah. They're going to match the court. Yeah, I don't want to hear the swacking anymore. <laughs> Can we get that in a lavender color? It here. must be beautiful, mm, though. Yes, indeed. Um, Florida There's ceiling. also concern that the noise dampening curtains will block the view of parents trying to watch their children at the park. Well, what do you want? Peace and quiet or non-kidnapped children? And then there's the final option to get rid of all of the pickleball courts and turn them back into tennis yeah, You want to see courts. a riot in Prairie Village, Chief? Take those courts out. How is tennis any quieter? Granted, it, it doesn't make the thwack no, sound, it is, but it, it is not quieter. a whole yeah. lot of people are grunting in pickleball. I don't know, man. Let me see if we can get the police chief on here. I want to see how many, if this is noise complaint somebody central. Sent a, somebody sent a text line, 9 p.m. is way past their bedtime in Prairie Village. That's why they complain. Honestly, though, I'm looking at the Google Maps right now, and there's maybe three homes that are affected by this. Say that again, Sam. I'm looking at Google Maps right now, uh-huh. and there's maybe three homes that are affected by this. Well, those are probably the three people who are complaining. The homes to the north no. have a goalie between them i can't imagine that's a quiet goalie when it gets raining it, the problem is sam those are older homes and it is thwackish i'm just going to use that term it is thwackish because i play it and i it is more of a jarring sound than tennis uh the parks and recreation committee will meet at uh, four o'clock this afternoon at city hall oh, come on <laughs> that's gonna be a fiery meeting i'd go i'd go sit in there public Pad. Public is welcome to attend. Feedback is encouraged. Are they still fighting to make it a more inclusive city? Uh, as far as affordable housing? Yeah. I, I think that that is an ongoing discussion that many northern Johnson County cities are having, yes. Yeah. Have you not seen all the yard signs out there? Yeah, they all have giant no's yeah, on big them. No. <laughs> no. 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 Keep your cheap apartments out of my city. Well, here, here's my question. Um, why is pickleball an outdoor sport? The it only time can I, I've, be on, I've, only, I've only played it indoor. Because I've never played it outdoor. Oh my God, Scott, and I'm making you do this with me as because we left the other night and there was just a little bit of daylight, and I have never been so excited in my entire life. Oh, man, and what did bad. I say to you? We are going to grab our paddles. Yep, we're going to leave here, and we're going to go play. Yes, please. And we're going to do it outside because we can bring a little radio. You can bring some water. You can hang out. You get a little bit of sun. You get. It feels better being outside. I have played a lot in both types of courts. I much prefer playing outside. Uh, by the way, I just got your and Kara's script for tomorrow. Oh. There's no script. I don't need a script to break down <laughs> the dynamic between the two teams for Super Bowl 58. It's off the cuff. Please. You think you're dealing with over here? I know what a DL is. Wait, LD, what was it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> DL is a term. LD is not. LD. What is LD? It, there is no LD. There's DL, defensive line. I will just simply say this. There is a line in here where you say, among other things, you'd have to be cray-cray to bet against Mahomes as the dog. <laughs> <laughs> is that D-O-G or D-A-W-G? That's a dog. I'm ready. Bring it. It's good. It is good. Oh, we will be breaking down the plays. <laughs> oh, this one's funny. <laughs> I cannot wait. All right, telephone number here is uh, 913-586-7798. We're talking about 
Prairie Village is looking to get rid of, maybe, their pickleball courts at Windsor Park. Some neighbors have complained. They say the flack, flack is just too much. And it goes on until 9 o'clock at night. I mean, that's way past tapioca pudding time. Sorry, Dan. Um, and one of the options is to just tear down the, the courts and put the tennis courts back in that were initially there. Or get noise-dampening curtains that would run about $23,000. And promote the kidnapping of children. That's correct. You can do a lot of criming when nobody's looking. 913-586-7798. We will talk about the Chiefs uh, coming up a little later in the program as we continue marching toward the Super Bowl. But this headline really grabbed my attention from uh, the For Pete's Sake file in the Kansas City Star. The Chiefs' Joshua Williams um, is digging for answers on a reported coyote attack near the team hotel. And I know our team is staying like 20, 20, 25 25 minutes away away from the strip. Mm -hmm. It says, fact and fiction often blend in Las Vegas, right? But a new story percolating around Super Bowl 58 is strange even by Vegas standards. A social media site, Las Vegas Local, shared this message Monday on Twitter. An NFL player in town for the Super Bowl was attacked by a coyote last night at Lake Las Vegas, according to a source. The Chiefs Hotel is in Lake Las Vegas, and the team got in Sunday. There's been no confirmation that such an incident occurred and no other details, but the teams are having fun with the story. A defensive back, D-back, for those of you who don't follow sports, Joshua Williams interviewed teammates and said... (laughs) Let's dig in. Did Darian Kennard uh, ruin the coyote? That coyote would be no more. Talking about who was most likely to be the one attacked. So was there an attack or not an attack? I don't know. Okay. Do they attack? I mean, I think they attack like well, I, small I think they birds can. and squirrels. Well, they definitely attack dogs. Mm. Small dogs. Anyway, that is very, very funny. And we've got like a clip we're going to show you later that had me cracking up to the point that I sent it to Scott and Sam at I think 3 o'clock this morning. I couldn't sleep. Uh, It was a ridiculously early hour. Um, And then what are the odds makers saying? Have they moved that line? We'll talk about that as well straight ahead on Dana and Parks. So the Chiefs, Yesterday, we're at Media Day in Vegas. So fun. We have a new baby Sneed. Yeah. There's a new member of Cheese Kingdom. That's awesome. Baby Sneed. And uh, when Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey walked out yesterday, they were booed. They were booed! By the fans in the stands. And these obviously were not fans of the Chiefs. Uh, These were fans of just football. Um, And I I, I, I don't feel comfortable playing any of it because these are all – podcast talk show hosts and, and they might use bad language but suffice it to say they were booed when they walked out yesterday and travis kelsey was like come on bring it bring it but let me read you the headline of this video clip on youtube because i think you of all people are struggling the most with yeah, the like, idea like, that people in america hate booing is mean and somebody on Kansas twitter City last Chiefs. night said look i understand you booing the players when they come out i mean i don't really but they booed andy reed there is no reason to boo our head coach. It's, it's been asshole. <laughs> Y'all are firing me up. Make me want to play right now, baby. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> I love him. That, that was a 
symphony of booing. Let, let me read you the the headline on this video that I was thinking about playing, but then had a different thoughts. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes booed by NFL fans at Super Bowl Media Day. Fans are sick of this team. They hate us. They hate the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you mean City the 40 Winers hate us? Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well played. Very well played. It's got like triple meaning to it. <laughs> the 40 Winers. I'm sorry. Our field is too soft. <laughs> a coyote attacked a player. Really? Dana, they don't. They don't. Nobody in America wants the Chiefs to win except people in Kansas and people in Missouri. Well, that's it. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be breaking down the X's and the O's. Uh, retirement questions come just about every year for Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid when his team is in the Super Bowl. Before Super Bowl 57 last season, Fox insider Jay Glazer reported that Reid was considering retirement. Uh, after the Chiefs defeated the Philadelphia Eagles for Reid's second Super Bowl win, he shot down those rumors. If they'll have me, I'll stick around, he said last year. Uh, he's 65 years old, leading his team against the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 58. And he got the questions again. Uh, said Reed, my mom and dad told me this when they were working. They said, you'll know when it's time and I'm ready to go right now. Let's go. <laughs> that's what they would tell me when I was young. I was an inquisitive kid. And so that's the way I look at it. Somewhere you're going to know when it's time. But today is not that day. Uh, Chiefs owner Clark Hunt also was not worried about Reed leaving when he was asked on Sirius. Uh, said Clark Hunt, I felt it's too early to start worrying about that at this point. It would definitely be premature. And then sad news and, and great thoughts from the KMBZ family to Chiefs offensive lineman Jawan Taylor, who just um, announced today that his mother passed away um, three days ago. Mm. And he said at the podium today, I dedicate this game to her. Good for him on, the, on, on that decision. Yeah. Sad for him that he lost his mother. Uh, Lisa McCaffrey, the mom to San Francisco 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey, has some bad blood with Taylor Swift, at least until after the Super Bowl. In an episode of her Your Mom podcast, Lisa McCaffrey joked that she is swearing off listening to Swift's music until the Super Bowl is over. Okay. Said and so. Yeah, what? Boy, ta Taylor's really going to suffer financially Shaking for that decision. in Japan. <laughs> Wonder if she's going to be able to shake that one off. <laughs> out. Get out. Hey, they use Get bad blood. Out. You, you. I was just reading the script. Out. I was his grandmother, by the way. Okay. Um, no, you know, I'll, I'll be interested to see if, if if the pictures have not come out. People are saying Iowa and Nebraska will cheer for us too. I'm not so sure. And every year, right before the Super Bowl, they do they do a poll around the country. Yeah. And they put out a color-coded map. There's only two colors. There'll be dark red and bright red. And it will list what who the majority of the people in each state are cheering for. They I, hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> From the text line, peanut butter and jealous. <laughs> peanut butter and jealous. And then last thing, please do yourself uh, a favor later tonight. Don't do it when you're in your car. When you get home, just Google Travis Kelsey's pants today and... Kansas City, you are welcome. You are welcome. Can you show me the picture? It is hilarious. I don't have it up in front of me. I just want you to know that it does involve royal blue and a whole lot of flowers. It looks like something SpongeBob would it wear. <laughs> it is. 
He is a fashionista. Um, well, I, 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 there oh is, God. there is no one else. It's a cross between something Zuba-ish and something you would see John um, Daly wearing. Oh, oh, yeah, totally John. Definitely Daly. in the yeah. wheelhouse of a Daly. Mm-hmm. Quick break. Dan Weinbaum's got the news coming up in two minutes. She's Dana. He's Sam. My name's Scott. Here on KMBZ. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.